0: Nuwad is now on ESPN Radio. Let well, me you, Andrew. even go with the live version, little Waylon Jennings on the way back. Welcome in. Welcome back. Nuwad is now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MTF. Hope you had a phenomenal weekend. We are so happy to be back with you. And uh, how about that October and how about this November that's coming up? This is going to be pretty sweet on the college football front. And if you think you know or you thought you knew anything about the NFL, you don't know nothing. <laughs> this last weekend was crazy in the NFL uh, as well. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, our Montana Football Hour, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash in Missoula, we heard from Brent Vegan, Bobby Houck, uh, Riley Wilson, uh, and we also heard from Brody Greeby. And uh, Jason Eck. So a whole bunch of coverage for both Montana and their 40 nothing win over Northern Colorado, Montana State, their 24-21 loss at the University of Idaho. And don't look now, we got three teams in first place going into big, uh, the uh, last month of the regular season in the Big Sky Conference, Montana, Montana State, and Idaho all sitting at 4-1. It's time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty presented by Stockman Bank. Oh, by the way, the Now podcast, of course, presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M-Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Monday afternoon, quarterback is Montana's brand of NFL presented by Montana's brand of banking. What's up, coach? How about uh, how about Montana, man? A month ago, we're sitting here talking, and we're thinking, what's going on? They, that was a terrible performance. What's going on down there at NAU? because haven't lost since. That's the best month of
1: October they've had in a decade. Coulter, I am so excited to be here today. Because of all the excitement the Grizz has given the state of Montana right now, I will tell you, a month ago, there was a lot of negativity. There was. And and but however, you might have piled on, but I didn't. Because really good teams typically go through one of those speed bumps, and they go through a little bit of adversity, almost all of them, uh, even the really good ones, the national championship teams. In college, it might be a little different. Sure. But you saw some big-time speed bumps in the National Football League, though, this week. Oh, you absolutely did. And I mean, that's the thing, right? I
0: think we got a little bit... At the FCS level, the way we analyzed it got a little skewed because North Dakota State did go undefeated like multiple times in a row. You just don't really go undefeated. Even if you're the best team in the league in the NFL or the best team in the FCS, It's you're going to lose, and how you respond from that loss is often the key to your season, and that's exactly what Montana's proven right now.
1: Yeah, and what you learn from that right. loss, you know the old adage, you're either winning or you're learning. Yeah. And, and if you can learn uh from from some of these mistakes made when you lose and certainly when you win obviously but one of the first things i would do and it didn't matter if we won or lost but get the corrections done quickly i would be yeah. the first thing that i would get done both both in meetings and on the field uh some some coaches staffs and uh, they don't even do their corrections. I mean, they just kind of talk about them. You have to get your corrections done if you're going to get any better. I think that the, uh, the, the to me, there's
0: two parts of this for the Grizz over the last month. One, the coaching part is, is a huge uh, part of it. I mean, Bobby Alcott and his staff deserve a ton of credit. I mean, you have, the, you have the highlight from the Northern Arizona game where the offensive line basically stops block and the thing goes viral. And, you know, it's embarrassing for everybody that's associated with Grizz football. Well, they've completely revamped that unit. I mean, as Bobby Houck said, Hunter McGinnis went from the guy who was getting dogged on on Twitter to the guy who's driving the the Idaho defensive lineman over the into the beer garden and, and you know setting the tone in that game in the Kibby Dome. That's coaching, man. That's that's getting your guys back up and back on track. But more than anything, though, I think that these players for the Grizz deserve a heck of a lot of credit because you look at the guys, especially the guys that are seniors that are leaders. These guys are playing. At I mean, they're playing outside their minds. Braxton Hill is having an All-American caliber senior year. Alex Gubner, same thing. And on down the list, all their guys that are on their last runs, they're really
1: embracing it. I think you hit the nail on the head, Coulter. The coaching staff has done a brilliant job. They've got some really good coaches over there at the University of Montana. And the leadership of some of the really good players. If you're really good players... Are good leaders. Then you take that NAU game and you motor through it with a little passion, and you come out the other end even stronger in many cases. And it looks to me like that's what the Grizz have done. Now, they played a team that was horrendous, (laughs) that looked bad. I was so excited to talk about Sermon. And Sermon's family, I mean, uh, listen, I was talking to the dad, David, who yeah, Dave, David, yep. played here, played won on the national championship team, and I'm going, tell me about who, okay, I'm getting these guys mixed up. I started drawing their family tree, and it and, 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 and ended up being a, like a painting. You know, Bob <laughs> Ross couldn't even paint that thing. There were so many outstanding players in that family. And now uh, one of them's coaching at Cal, he's a defensive coordinator, and they've got a couple of the kids at Sentinel High School. I know uh, Danny uh, took off like lightning at the quarterback spot. I mean, he's really a tight end, right? you know, and got a big playoff win uh, for Sentinel High School. But I was so excited to talk about, and it's just very difficult to play quarterback and look good at the quarterback position when you're on a team that's struggling that badly.
0: I mean, they had no no chance to protect Serban. That that was the biggest issue. They had
1: very little chance to get a first down. <laughs> no, right. going to say now you got to give the Grizz defense a lot of credit. <laughs> you you now, do. Look at Ronnie Bradford. I mean, yep. this guy is doing a great job over there with all that whole staff. Timmy Hauk, I think. Is sort of the quiet yeah, uh, uh, addition that has made a huge impact as well. Between those two, are you kidding me? Uh, uh, game plan wise and being able to execute. The first possession of that game, when I realized that Northern
0: Colorado's center was a freshman, yeah. I was like, oh boy. What well, was the first
1: play? The first, first Governor, play. Governor I- edged him on the first play.
0: <laughs> it just smears the quarterback. and you're like, well, Ernie Is in for a, a long day. That's the thing. Uh, last thing on the Grizz defense, because I do want to ask you about this upstart quarterback, Kialili Keali, Ayat, who they put in the game. But last thing on the Grizz defense, th- that's one part that we continue to try to hammer home. And I, I really want people to get it. The Grizz blitz a bunch. They bring a bunch of pressure. They have some great guys off the edge. Riley Wilson's really emerges as that guy but the entire key to their entire front six is 99. It's yeah. it's Alex Gubner. And his ability to, he he's the he's the the mechanism for the entire thing, right? I mean, he, he's the one that makes the whole thing go. And has
1: been has been. That's right. For many 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 games, I mean, he is kind of the rock there. And there is some mismatches that uh he has the opponent has trouble with him because they do move him to edges just a little bit. So, yeah, the defense for the Montana Grizz look great. It's hard to shut out. Anybody? That's right. And it wasn't even close. You know, at the end of the game, it surprised me though. I mean, you you know my personality, and I, I most coaches are like this. Don't ever give up. Right. I, I mean, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a game within a game. You know, the Grizzlies want the shutout desperately, <laughs> yeah. and and the Bears from Northern Colorado. They don't want to get shot. I mean, that that hangs with you. I mean, so you're doing everything you can. I've even seen coaches go down and and kick a field goal (laughs) rather than just to get on the board. I mean... You know, and they just ran, 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 and put I'm going, what? That bothered me just a little bit because that, that, that you know, the, the you're built a certain way, and, and they came through some games, some close games, right? And then all of a sudden, this one, they were fighting early, right? They it were. It was zero-zero after the first quarter. Yep. Right. So I mean, they were fighting and scratching, and and and, and then it, and then it caved in on them a little bit. But uh, I, I was surprised by that. I thought Coach Lamb would continue to fight. Marty Mornoway in
0: studio with us. It's our Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty, of course, on the television calls on the MTN network across, uh, well, I guess across the entire Big Sky Conference these days, uh, and you can also always find, we're in the second hour here of each Monday show, uh, On No On is Now, it's probably presented by Stockman Bank, Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. What'd you think of Ayat? I mean, I got so many texts about this, and people are really excited about this kid. You and I saw him at practice, though, yeah. early on in fall camp, and and. Uh, He's got some stuff to him. He definitely he throws it really, really good. And but you never you never know when a guy gets in the game how he looks in the pocket right. stuff. He, he looked pretty good to me though.
1: Yeah, we, we, I've I've seen him practice what three or four times, and uh, uh, certainly impressive in practice. However, however, there's a lot of guys that can look pretty good in practice, right? And this guy looks like he's even better. And I really liked him in practice. He looks even better. In the games, those are the fellas that you want on your football team because you're either better in games than you are in practice or <laughs> right. you're not as good that's right. in games than you are at every, at every position. But especially that quarterback position, if you get a guy that's better than he is in practice, and he'll continue to do better in practice was make him even a better game player. So here's the thing. Such a small sample size, For sure. right? You, you know, this new freshman. You see it uh, time and time again. Gets all the fans and everybody excited. Uh, I think he's got a great future. Uh... But I want to see him for an entire game because there are so many situations that you have to nail as a quarterback and as a unit on offense and as a team, uh, talking about the entire team. You've got to nail some of these things time and time again to win a a tough, hard-fought game. Uh, But I'm excited for him. I do think McDowell is doing a really good job. I think uh, Coach Peace is playing directly to his strengths, and sometimes maybe even too much. I mean, it might be run, McDowell, run, McDowell, run, McDowell. It's like four or five times in a row in the game. Uh, However, he's missed uh, a few easy ones. He needs to be able to connect on the easy ones. And then with his running ability and the scheme that Brent has him running, I think it'll be even more points, uh, certainly earlier in the game
0: if they go with both guys down the stretch how, how do you how do you do that how do you
1: manage those two guys well i've done it many times you first of all you have to have the man right right because it's a leadership type of role just by
0: position do you think it's easier in this situation cuz mcdowell's kind of established himself as the man he's a senior i think when they were trying to go back and forth with mcdowell and vidlack they were both kind of looking over their shoulder cuz they both yep. wanted to be the man is it easier with this kid since he's a freshman
1: yeah, it's never easy. Here's what you have to do, though. You have to communicate with not only those two young men, if you're going to do it, right? You have to communicate, put the plan in place. If something changes, make sure you communicate to But you also have to communicate to all the coaches and the entire team. Uh, because, we, you know, as an offensive lineman, you don't want to be surprised, uh, by, by uh, somebody in there that you're not expecting, uh, especially at the quarterback spot. A defensive player, they don't want to be surprised. They want to win. Everybody wants right. to win. So make sure that the communication is there. And to do it, both will have to have some success when they're in the ball game. Now, I prefer a certain method. Sure, uh, right. uh, and, and the Grizz don't do that method. Uh, you know, I like to have one of the fellows right on my hip you know, or whoever's signaling the play in or calling sure. the play in, uh, just for always the threat of the other fella. And don't be surprised if you see them both in the game down the stretch. It'd be fascinating because we're going
0: to see a lot of different dual quarterback systems here. I mean, it's going to be a key factor for both Montana and Montana State. The Cats are definitely going through it right now because you Wat was out. Sean Chambers was the man. He played like the man. He was Conference Player of the Week twice in three weeks. Malak comes back, takes the spot back. Then Idaho holds the ball, plays keep away from Montana State. Chambers doesn't get hardly any snaps in the game. And so now they're kind of Disjointed. They're trying to refine their rhythm. It's, it's interesting when you have two guys in your program. It's a good problem to have, but two guys that are that are the man. It's uh, it's interesting to try to manage
1: it. Yeah, I looked at the numbers of that Montana. Well, I saw the last four minutes. By yeah, the way. right, right. Because the Grizz game got over. I went to over. Brad Danick's box, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. my wife was over there, and I kicked back and watched the last four minutes after the Grizz game was over. What an exciting game that was! But then I lo- I'm looking at the numbers as I'm watching the end of the game, and and look at Idaho played keep away. Yeah. But they stopped Montana State's offense. Absolutely. It's the one of the first times, except South Dakota State, right, uh, that, that kind of slowed their running game down. Yep. And so then Malad has a bad first half and goes like two for ten. Well, yeah, they didn't have many first downs. I mean, they didn't well, have a uh, first down until 90 seconds left in the first half. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the, there you have it. And they still... They still had a chance to win. Malott looked good at the end. but I mean, both quarterbacks did because yep. Idaho goes down to score. Yep, yep. And then Malott brings him back and gets him in a reasonable field goal range. I would have loved to have seen that one go into overtime, you uh,
0: you gotta love the Idaho quarterback. He seems like Giovanni McCoy seems like your type of guy.
1: Yeah, no, I love, I, I really, r- really like him. And and in that Montana game, I thought Montana slow played it in the second half just a little. More. It worked. They it worked. won the game. It but I'm going. Oh, geez, you're giving <laughs> this dude. Right, That's got skill and ability. You're giving him a one last opportunity. And then the kid put the ball on the ground on the first play yeah, uh, right. that Montana recovered and won the game, iced the game that way. But they, you're never out of a game when you have a guy like That's that right. at the quarterback spot. His touchdown throw
0: to win that, that basically proved to be the game winner. I mean, that was... Was that the one that hadn't? Did yeah, I see yeah. that? And right was, in the
1: corner? Yeah, yeah. A and dunk. was there? Was well, there a, because uh, uh, we had some meetings today uh, on the Sac State game, yep. Grizz game, right? And one of the producers uh, sent me a shot, and it was a clear touchdown to me, but he said a lot of people were questioning whether he had control of the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was standing right behind there. It was a catch.
1: I mean, it yeah. was definitely a touchdown. I mean, even on film, I'm going, this is clearly a catch. Yeah. Who's questioning it? Right. You know, and well, what the ball throw. did move, but he moved it. Right. You know, it wasn't like it was a bobble or anything. Well,
0: but what a throw, what a catch, and uh, what a player. Joanna McCoy is definitely one of the best in the FCS. Marty now Moore,
1: that receiver. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. He's oh, great. my goodness. He's a heck of a player, too. He's really good. You know, I mean, there was a kid coming out of Eastern Washington a few years back that was kind of like him. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, man. We'll see uh, We'll see what Hayden Hatton's future holds. But uh, he's got the moxie. He's got the swagger. He's got the production. So sort of the, uh, a bright future for him and uh, a key for the Idaho Vandals. We're going to take an early break here today so we can get into all things NFL. That's next more Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. visit jshulteilaw.com.
1: Oh! It's one is now on ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Sometimes things just work out so well. I was supposed to go to John Party in Vegas. Didn't work out mostly because it's in the middle of football season. It's going to be right in the heart of the playoffs, so I wasn't going to be able to swing it. But then I was like, man, He's coming to Missoula. I wish I could figure out a way to go. Now I'm going. And guess what? We're sending some of you as well. You want two tickets to John Party Friday night at the Adams Center? Call us right now. Call number 5, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 5. We got a pair of tickets for you to John Party Friday night here in Missoula, 888-1029. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornowig, in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. It's proudly presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank has more than 40 locations throughout the state of Montana. They are in Montana and only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Coach, <laughs> the the, uh, the the narrative of defenses ruling the day in the NFL, it just continues, man. I was thinking about this yesterday watching the games. The art of, like, the 75- or 80-yard drive, how many teams in the NFL could even, like, Put these together right now. It, it, it's become so field position. Teams are getting points when they have shorter fields, yeah. but in terms of getting it 80 yards from the end zone and marching down, there's only a couple teams
1: in the league that can consistently do that. Well, I'm not sure any team can consistently <laughs> do it. Right. It's been that way forever, but it's highlighted this year. Right. Uh, and and so defenses, the scoring is way down. We talked about that last week. It is right. So why? All right. Oh well, there's. So many young quarterbacks. There's so many injured quarterbacks. This is a year in the NFL. It's the year of the injured quarterback. Man. I mean, and it's kind of ironic. If that's the best word to use, because all the rules put in place for the last couple of decades totally. has been for health and safety of these franchise quarterbacks. So, so there's a couple reasons. There's no more Brady or Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the yes, first ball game. You know, all these great quarter, Drew Brees, all these guys have have uh, uh, retired or or uh, in Aaron's case, uh, injured. Uh, so defenses are playing way more too high right now. I yep. mean, there are numbers to that, uh, and it's significant. So it's more of a bend but don't break type of defensive style throughout the National Football League right now. Now, now there are some exceptions. If you've got a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. I mean some of these defensive guys will blitz the bleep out of them. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So there's the there's the one change up. But but uh, so much Ben but don't break and it's very difficult. Always has been field position always a huge factor in winning and losing because let's say you run, right? Well, somewhere in there, you're going to get a run for one or none. All right, let's say you're throwing the ball, you're mixing the pass. Somewhere in there. the ball's going to get tipped or the quarterback's going to be rushed and he's got to throw the ball away. And then all of a sudden you're in a third and long. And then how many third and longs do you get? Uh, You know, Usually it's in the teens. So that's the thing that's happening in the National Football League. And I will tell you the NFL, they're still happy, don't get me wrong. But they want scoring to be up because there's some excitement to that.
0: Starting quarterbacks right now in the NFL that are out. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenny Pickett, Jimmy Grappolo in in Las Vegas, Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, Daniel Jones in New York, but but he did practice today, so he might be coming on the way back. Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. Kirk Cousins busts his Achilles for the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Fields has been in and out. He's uh, back up to questionable, so he might return for the Chicago Bears. Anthony Richardson out for the season for the Indianapolis Colts. Bryce Young has been in and out for the Carolina Panthers. Kyler Murray has yet to play yet this year for the Arizona Cardinals. And Ryan Tannehill, uh, he's been out for the Titans. We'll get to that in a minute because that actually might be uh, something that's helping the Titans. They kind of turned a corner with Will Levis uh, in in the fold this week. But, I mean, it it is. It's so interesting to me because the NFL can do no wrong. People are obsessed with the NFL. But I do think that in the era before fantasy football and the era before this, like, normalization of sports gambling... That many headlining quarterbacks out would hurt people watching the NFL games. They're not now though, because everybody's watching every game because they they all vested the interest in it because they got a couple bucks on it.
1: They're gambling is what they're doing. <laughs> that's exactly I mean, right. So, yeah, but that's a lot of injuries to quarterbacks, and I hope that. It's cyclic. You know, it's just one of those years because you do uh, sort of have that. And there's going to be a lot of studies done. uh, And the NFL is going to pay a lot of money to study this thing because they don't want that. They want their franchise quarterbacks to be upright for most of the season.
0: Well, speaking of a franchise quarterback who's back to full health, and uh, look out, they're coming. The Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow has looked lights out the last couple of weeks, and uh,
1: they are absolutely rolling. Well, remember a month or so ago, and some people were, and and you and I said, don't discount them, why? Because they have a franchise type quarterback. Yep. That yep. You can climb out of a, out of a hole if and in most of cases, only if you have a franchise type quarterback, a top eight type of quarterback in the national football league. Well, and
0: it's it's just so funny. That's why we try to be not, not too overreactionary, but Burrow looked pedestrian the first couple weeks. Now he's back healthy. I mean, he made some throws yesterday. Where we were like, that guy's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not ready to say he is yet, but I mean, he can make some throws that. Pretty much nobody besides 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs can make. It's, it's two guys that can make the throws that Burrow and, and Mahomes can make.
1: Well, talk about Mahomes. I mean, come on. The Denver Broncos give up 70 uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> they give up nine. And then they hold the great Patrick Mahomes tonight. He looked pedestrian. He looked like he was back there looking at the rush, dancing around, taking sacks like a college kid. He was. Uh, I mean, uh, and I've only seen him do that one other time, by the yeah, way. Yeah. And, and it was in a half. Uh, and it was a playoff game several years ago where uh, he lost sort of that greatness that the, that he had by being a little too undisciplined. You've got to keep your discipline when you're on the move, especially in the NFL. Well,
0: one thing that you are always so good at reminding us about, Coach Marty, Marty Weg in studio with us here on Nuance is Now, is that pretty much every team in the NFL... Is pretty good at home, let yep. alone very good at home. And if they have a real home field advantage like Denver, I mean, I'll see about their day. Denver's Denver's a middle to sort of bottom third type team in terms of what they got. They're going to win, you know, five, six, seven, eight games. But they're probably going to win five or six of those games at, at home, home, right? And so, well, sometimes you just kind of throw it out and say, okay, even though they're playing the Chiefs, all that sort of stuff. I mean. It, if teams show up to play on their home field, they're going to be tough to beat pretty much across the board in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and if you remember Minnesota big underdogs in a primetime game a week ago. That's right. At home. Oh, that was a Monday night game, if I remember. It was. I mean, they played lights out, and it's too bad your man cousin. He was playing... Out of his mind. Out of his mind. Out of his mind, and it's a pretty good team. It's not a great team, but you you put a pretty good team with a quarterback who's hot. If he could have stayed hot the rest of the season, then he pops his Achilles, and, and they're going to be studying that because two franchise quarterbacks with a little age to them popped their Achilles tendon. Yeah,
0: I, I was... Uh... I was so ready to eat crow because I talked about Kirk Cousins being a, a bad quarterback situation to be in. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just thought he was a, it was a, a tough situation to pay him the money they were paying him and have sort of the, the lack of primetime and playoff success. And then he totally proved me wrong for about three or four weeks. I mean, he was playing like as good as anybody in the whole league, beating the 49ers and then going to Lambeau and winning yesterday. And then it all comes crashing down. I mean, you just got to feel so bad for the guy and for the I franchise.
1: Know, I on it. You know, Great things happen in athletics, but on occasion, some real bleep things happen. Yeah, and th- these injuries are part of that. And talk about some bleep things happening. The 49ers dropped three in a row? I know, right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're too good a team to drop three in a row. Now, look, two in a row, okay, right? But then they, they, they it's like Coach Lamb for Northern Colorado said, we're a pretty good team with a horrible record, and we're in <laughs> hell right now. Hey, you got to climb out. You, you climb can't out. stay there. You got to climb out, and you may even be better once you go to hell and back. But you got to get back.
0: One well, after a quarterback, presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana. Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. Stockman Bank celebrating their 70th anniversary of this year. So seven decades, you know, they must be doing something right. Proud to present the Monday afternoon quarterback with coach Barty. It's Montana's brand of NFL presented by Montana's brand of banking. I mean, what are the factors do you think of the, of the 49ers struggling? I mean, Brock Purdy's come back down to earth. I think part of that's probably injury related. I mean, he's hit it. He, he got a concussion and then he was in concussion protocol. He came back, he hit his head yesterday. They didn't take him out of the game. I thought that was surprising. And, uh, but that's, it's not, you can't just blame it all on this guy, though. I mean, they have a lot of other stuff going yeah. on. I mean, missing missing their Hall of Fame left tackle isn't helping anybody. Trent Williams is one of the best players in the NFL.
1: Well, typically, when a team crashes and burns and they haven't burnt yet, they can climb back up. It's almost always due to injuries. Mm-hmm. And at, at the right spots, at the critical spots. Now, Purdy... Purdy uh, has kind of came back to the mean, so to speak. You know, people have a lot of film on him now. He's coming off of a major injury in the offseason. He's got his head knocked around a couple of times, right? And he's just not playing as well as he did early in the season and last year before he got hurt. And it's just... It's just a simple uh, situation uh, to where just a couple of things pull at a quarterback, and then all of a sudden his production drops. And it's dropped now. I mean, he's throwing some, he's making some decisions that he would never have made since, like, the ninth grade. Right. Right? And he's making them now. Okay, so then you got to ask why, right? you got to get that stuff corrected, like, real quick. And he's got to understand it. He's got to admit it. He's got to find a solution. Yeah. He's got to get it corrected quick and then move on because the next game's coming at him real quick.
0: When We see this all the time. When a, a guy is really hot, he's riding a hot streak, and Purdy rode a hot streak for 10, 10 or 11 games in a row, but then somebody figures out a way to sort of confuse him and then makes him start seeing ghosts, and you know, yeah. then their heads are kind of spinning. What's it like to get a young quarterback out of that? Like, How do you get him to, to sort of emerge back out to the other side?
1: Well, that first of all, that does happen. It even happens... With some guys with experience. Oh, for sure. right? All right, so so then you're in that situation. Confidence goes a long way, so you have to inject confidence. Don't ever think that an NFL player doesn't need a little confidence, a little juice, a little motivation, really every day. I mean, these guys, sure. most of them are self-starters, but the confidence goes a long way, even with a veteran. All right, and then as a coach, you better put your guys in position to have some success, and what does that mean? I was always I talking about Try to stay one step ahead of your next opponent. So I knew, of, for instance, Garcia, his first three starts were pretty good. We went 2-1, right? Yep. But I knew, I knew at some point somebody was going to catch up to his strengths and what we were doing. So we had to have a counter and a team caught up in the fourth game to us. And we didn't quite have that counter. And then and then all of a sudden you have to ask a man to do something that he's not really good at quite yet. And then and then he got good at some of those things. That's why he made the Pro Bowl in the next year. But stay one step ahead of your opponent schematically.
0: Speaking of a guy who's playing with a ton of confidence in a team that's playing really well right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Trevor Lawrence was this potential laden guy that you could see the talent just playing his day. But he was a little up and down. Well, now he's got himself a great coach. And Doug Pierce, I know you, a guy that you worked with in the past. And, uh, I mean, that's made all the difference in the world. Not only Lawrence, though. Now the defense is balling out in Jacksonville, too. And here they are. They're sitting atop their
1: division. They're one of the hottest teams in football. Well, Doug's a fine coach and this young quarterback is outstanding. Now he's got a little of experience. Some of it was horrible experience, right? <laughs> That's and right. then and, and then some of it was good, like last year. Their defense has been put together for several years. They 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 That's true. always had a good defense. I'm talking recent past history. And then and then and then they put a couple more players on that defense. They're a loaded team with a really good, talented young quarterback so they should be in the mix for many years to come. Is he good enough to to go on a true run? I mean, Absolutely. Now, is he is he experienced enough? Right. Can he handle? Look, he's in Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Jacksonville is kind of like Green Bay. I mean, I mean, you know, for many of your games, you may have three or four cameras there at press conferences, uh, unless it's a national type Monday night or Sunday night game. Then you might have fifteen. But you get to. You get down into the stretch and into the playoffs or you're playing in Philadelphia or New York, you might have 30 cameras at every press (laughs) conference and people just nicking at you and trying to pull you down and all these type of things. He's got to hold up to that part. Aaron Rodgers going from Green Bay to New York. I was interested to see how he would handle all of that, For sure, right? And he got hurt on play number four. I remember that because I was watching it, and so I didn't get to see that. But but even a veteran like Aaron Rodgers, I was interested to see, is he going to handle it really well? Is right. he going to stay above all the bleep bleep that's going on down, down and underneath him? Or is it going to affect uh, the way he prepares and the way he plays? Speaking of the New York Jets... Uh- <laughs> They J-E-T-S. Are, they jets just just jets, jets they just keep
0: competing they're going i don't i still don't know if they're actually going to be a playoff team or not but they're going to have a, an influence on the playoff race cuz they are so good on defense yesterday was quintessentially what they're gonna have to operate like, though, because they were just stuffing the Giants and they couldn't do anything on offense. It was a brutal game. I was listening to it on the radio; it was brutal to listen to. Uh, <laughs> but they figure out a way to get a thirteen to ten win. Their defense is good enough that they're gonna, at the very least, they're gonna have an influence on the the end game here in the AFC East and in the AFC in general.
1: Yeah, something popped up on my phone. A guy that I once coached in New York is does some post game stuff for the Jets, and I, it looks to me like they're hired by the Jets. And Willie Clone, and he was just all beside himself, even though the Jets won. He was just beside himself, and he said it's not even funny anymore, Uh, but they won the game. Their defense uh, uh, on a bad day is going to be pretty good. Right? Yes. If they can just get a little bit of offense. Now, how do you do that with such a good defense? I've been there and done this one. Do you lean towards your defense too much? Yeah. You're going to lose some games 13 to 10, right? Totally. I mean, that, that will happen yeah. if you do that. Do you turn this young man loose? you know at the quarterback spot and and when he has a bad game, you might lose the game sure. because of him. But then you might win a game that maybe you shouldn't because of him if he has a good game. Well, it's got to be somewhere in between those two. You can't lean towards your defense too much or you're going to lose some close games, especially if they make the playoffs. A
0: couple other young guys we got to talk about. Will Levis, had, he was like the, the latest green room embarrassment where they bring you in, you're wearing the suit, and then you don't get drafted and everybody's looking at you. He ends up finally getting picked. But then he was the third-string guy in Tennessee behind not only Ryan Tannehill but also Malik Willis. Well, he finally gets an opportunity. And, uh, I mean, having DeAndre Hopkins emerge from whatever slumber he was in certainly helps. But I don't know. The Titans have been one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL. They might have found some. Will Levis, four touchdowns in his NFL debut yesterday.
1: Uh, Yeah. These type of things happen, right, where you get a rookie come in and lights it up at any position, but certainly the quarterback position. And then a month later, you turn around and look. Uh oh! You know, like the Bears. Uh, sure. Of uh, the man from West Virginia, I believe it was Shepard. I remember looking at him coming out. Yeah. Right. And his Tyson dad's an arm wrestler. A world champion. How about this? World champion. His dad
0: is the 28-time world wrestling, world arm wrestling champion. Tyson Badgett's no, dad is. No. I was I was cracking up watching videos of him while the Bears were playing. Because, I mean, this guy is just straight from West Virginia. He just personifies it. He's
1: got a little WWE <laughs> in him, too. He definitely does. You know, and I kind of liked all of that with this young man. But, and he played okay in the first game, but they yeah, won yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, they did. They and, won and then points. by game two... It it looked like Northern Colorado's <laughs> right. offense just a little bit. Yeah, so, they didn't look good last so night. So people catch up to you real quick, right? Uh, so it's, if you're in your first game as a quarterback in the National Football League, they might not they they might know a little your opponent. I'm talking about, but they haven't game plan like they know what your exact strengths are and what your weaknesses are. Well, after a game or two, your opponent knows you got some brilliant guys on the other side of the ball. So once again the titans stay one step ahead of your opponent
0: when it one uh, uh, Marty, Marty Borneway in studio with us here on Nuana's Dow ESPN Radio uh, we're going to get into some of the teams i believe in some of the teams that maybe still have something to prove to me why is it though when i watch the bills that i i believed in the the bills are the same team as they've been the last couple of years i don't believe in them nearly yeah. as much as i i did they they're just they're so inconsistent i know they won on thursday night but they just yeah. They're just so inconsistent to me.
1: They are up and down, and look, at their quarterback is still up and down just a little bit. A b- right? Big time, sometimes. So, so as the quarterback goes, that team will go, and as he can play at a high level, which he's proven many, many, many times, but he's got to do it on a consistent basis. Not that you're going to have uh, uh drop an egg every now and then in sure. the middle of the 50. Even the great ones do that. But as he plays more consistent, that team will play more consistent. I remember learning that from the great Reggie White, who publicly came out and said, "We're going to go as far as that man right there, Brett Favre, yep. can take us." And that, and that's when uh, you know the Green Bay Packers were coming off an eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight type of of years, and Brett took them there because he started playing at a high level consistently. How do you do that when it comes
0: to like? Brett Favre and Josh Allen, they share the, they're kind of wild. Like, they, they're they unbridled. And that's what you love about them is they yes. kind of got that gunslinger mentality. That's what makes them great. But it's also what makes Josh Allen bad sometimes is because he, he isn't consistent. Yeah. How do you how do you sort of harness the consistency when they are sort of all over the
1: place? Well, you use a good word, harness, just a little bit. You don't want to overdo it. No. Right? So, so one thing with Brett is we kind of made a deal. You know, and I said, okay, all right. 12, 12, that's it. 12 crazy plays. He goes, what do you mean by crazy plays? Well, I put the film on. Balls are bouncing everywhere. I mean, you know, scram a back door, front door, balls, you know. And, uh, and, and so he goes... Oh, I can do that. <laughs> I can have nine. This yeah. is twelve per yeah. game. No, no. Per season, season For for the for the season. Well, okay. I'm talking balls going all the I mean yeah. the really crazy ones, right? Yeah. Right. And so I believe the year we won the Super Bowl, that would have been in ninety six. Yep. Ninety six. Uh I believe you had eight. Hmm. Right? Right. So you still they they, they still have the rule. Yeah. To be creative and use that great instinctive type of uh, skill set that they have, and all those, and be able to still make the great play, uh, but just let's just minimize the bad stuff that happens. And so, though Josh is still in the middle of figuring that out, remember Brett spent spent a year in Atlanta. And they basically did not want him, right? Right, crazy. And then, and then, and then, a couple in Green Bay at like eight and eight. I think there were three seasons. So it took him, let's say, three to four years yeah. to sort of figure out what he can get away with and what he can't. I remember there was many games where I go, "Okay, look, Brett, number ninety-five, their left defensive end, he's faster than you." <laughs> Okay, what does that mean? Brett would say, I'm going, I just want you to know that. Right? (laughs) All right, so you would point those things out to these guys that think they're Superman. Right? right? And I remember the great Lamar Jackson. You know, I I said, You're not Superman. I want you to sort of be just. Mentally, a little south of thinking you're Superman. He said, but I kind of am. I said, no, you're not. Superman can fly. <laughs> he goes, I can fly a little bit. I said, yeah, you probably can, but you're still south of Superman. So, anyway, you have those discussions and those emphasis with these type of guys. Teams that I'm ready to
0: say are true contenders, teams that still have something to prove to me, plus Monday Night Football Lines right after this. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio.
1: and Radio Missoula.
0: Welcome back to OZNOW ESPN Radio. A couple updates for you. We are the official affiliates of the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken right now are up 3-1 over the Tampa Bay Lightning after the first period. We will not have the Kraken tonight, though. We'll have them most nights. But uh, we're going to do right by you, I promise. We got World Series Game 3 coming up. 1-1. It's tied. The uh, Rangers win in thrilling walk-off fashion in Game 1 Friday night. And then the Diamondbacks just lay it on Texas, and they win nine three in Game Two. So we're one one, and then we'll roll right into that game. It's coming up in about oh I don't know seven minutes here uh, on ESPN Radio. So uh, stay tuned for that. I think we're going to have to save my uh, my teams that I think have established themselves already, and that's probably going to actually save me from getting egg on my face because we're we're not even halfway through the year. So I, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll save contenders and pretenders for for another time. But let's uh, let's talk about. Tonight's game. First of all, I got to say thank you cuz last week we were talking about the 49ers Vikings and I was sitting here saying, oh, I'm getting divorced from the Vikings tonight. I'm going all in on the Niners." And you're like, "No, no, no, wait a minute. Vikings at home on Monday Night Football. No. Throw out all the spread and all that stuff.
1: They are going to play outside their minds and guess what they did? So they thank you. They played great. They play great. And 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 I'm thinking sort of the same thing because as you know, we've t- we discussed it before. Sunday night Monday night, Thursday night, even Thursday night, the guys get jacked because why? It's prime time. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, you love the prime time. And then uh, I think I've said this before on your uh, show. When we go play New York, one of the teams in New York, yeah, I right. go, hey, if you want to do something great, you might as well do it right. in the epicenter of the world. T- totally, you know, uh, it's just so the, much it's, media my, it. it's
0: Michael Jordan playing in Madison <laughs> Square Garden, right? Yeah, like every time you go there, he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna drop
1: forty because I, you know, it's the epicenter of the world." So Monday night is sort of the same yeah. thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a playoff type of atmosphere for the fellas, uh, and I suspect both of them are coming off like horrendous losses, and. The Raiders have to travel, you know, halfway across the country, and Detroit's right there. I I would suspect that Detroit uh, might put a little whipping on them, physically at least, tonight.
0: I I agree. Uh, Lions are minus six and a half, six and a half point favorites, about a touchdown. It's in Detroit. I I think that's probably about right. I mean, Vegas is rolling with a backup quarterback, but as we've seen before. One guy who we know is going to rise up and play well on primetime for the Raiders is Max Crosby. He completely ruined the game the last time they were playing on primetime. So you got to have a plan
1: for him. That's right. Do not allow. I've done it so many times. Do not allow a guy like that to wreck the game. Period. Right? So you have to have more than a handful of things in place. Uh, to stymie their very best player or players. But I, I think Detroit really has a. Now, the problem here is my man Aaron on defense Aaron there. Aaron playing the DC for Detroit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, they're still not fully functioned. They'll play some pretty good games. Yeah. Uh, but then all of a sudden, they'll let up just way too many points. They're not. They're not. Uh, uh, they need a. They're probably a couple. 2 to 3 players short on the defensive side. Offensively, I think Detroit's pretty good. I think Detroit's pretty
0: good all the way around, but to continue their rise as into the ranks of really good, they have to win games like this. Yes. Primetime at home against a team you're supposed to beat by a touchdown.
1: Yes. And beat them up like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. I mean, you those players, uh, you know, in fact, I was talking to somebody a little earlier. I think it was today, but and they were saying, you know, on TV, it looks like, you know, guys are, know each other on opposite teams and all that. Yep, yep, that goes on. Yep, they say things, uh, nice, pleasant things on occasion too. <laughs> but then once you get down the stretch and you're fighting for a playoff spot or into the playoffs, yeah. your opponents become faceless. Why? Because everybody is after that ring.
0: The Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty presented by Stockman Bank. It's Montana's brand of NFL presented by Montana's brand of banking. I wish we had more time. We'll be back at it with Coach Marty next week. We'll be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. All things high school football playoffs tomorrow, plus much more. We'll see you then. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M-Store.